This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hey, do you love reading books and using your phone? You will love Audible. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks available online, and for a limited time only, new members get a free audiobook of your choice and two free Audible originals when you sign up for a free trial today. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast and sign up for a free trial to receive a free audiobook and two Audible originals. Fantasy, fiction, horror, sci-fi, you name it, Audible's got it. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast and sign up for a free trial today. Happy reading! Welcome back to the Rope Talk. My name is Keith, your host, as usual, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing WWE Super Showdown results, which happened last Friday in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and WWE Stomping Grounds 2019 match card. So, as you guys already know, my podcast is on Messy at www.messy.fm slash the Rope Talk podcast and on Spotify. Search the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast on Spotify and download episodes and take the show with you wherever you go. It was recently announced that my podcast is also on Apple Podcast. So for all Apple users, download the app. It is for free on the App Store and search the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast to download the show and take it with you everywhere you go. With that being said, let's go straight into this episode. So we're starting off with WWE Super Showdown results, and if you hear any computer noises, I am actually on the WWE website looking through and seeing what all of the results were because I didn't watch the whole pay-per-view. So starting off with the kickoff show with the Usos versus the Revival. So this match was definitely great. It was definitely strong, but it was a little bit too short. It seemed like they didn't have much time to deliver as much as they could have. But the Usos and Revival are among the best tag teams in the world, and while this was a pre-show match, it deserved a bigger stage and more extended programming. So, after double superkicks to both members of the Revival, the Usos secured the pinfall win over Dash Wilder. Hopefully, we'll see this one again in longer form. So, basically, this match deserved to be one of the matches on the actual match card for Super Showdown. It was really good. And they definitely delivered, the Usos delivered, the Revival delivered. It was definitely a great kickoff match, and it should have been on the main um, match card, if you ask me. So with that being said, we are moving on to Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin for the Universal Championship. So Seth Rollins actually retained his Universal Championship, and this didn't really feel like a pay-per-view match for one of the promotions most prestigious championships. The work was solid, but it wasn't excellent from both men. Corbin lost the match after he and the referee had an altercation in the ring. Rollins would secure the schoolboy pin as Corbin complained. So Corbin would, in turn, grab a chair and pound on Rollins, leaving him lying in the ring. 
Brock Lesnar's music hit on the loudspeakers, and the Beast made his way to the ring with Paul Heyman carrying the Money in the Bank briefcase. So it really looked like he was going to cash in, but Heyman tripped as he climbed into the ring, and obviously, he didn't cash in. So the stumble alerted Rollins, who hit Lesnar with a low blow to gain the upper hand. He would then blast Lesnar with several chair shots before leaving with his title. The ending created some intrigue for the remainder of the show, but the overall segment wasn't really spectacular. And the reason I say that is because it was a match. Of course it was a match, but it didn't really feel like a match because of what happened with all of this steel chair stuff. And by the way, if you can hear the rain happening right now, it's been really bad weather where I am for this whole week. So please excuse any of the rain noises that you might be hearing in the background. So... Moving on from that match, we have the Demon Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship. So, Balor to Andrade was especially disappointing because of the caliber of the in-ring performers. The envelope was not pushed when it came to booking. The only thing I'll remember about this match is that Balor's demon entrance was pretty cool and he got kicked out of Andrade's hammerlock DDT. The potential was there for a great showing, but this isn't the kind of IC title match you'd see at a major pay-per-view. The reason I say that is because it felt like the match was lacking something. It felt like the match was lacking some luster and some original pay-per-view stuff. So really, both of these performers could have done better, but it seemed like there was just something missing, and I don't know how to explain it. Of course, you can watch it on WWE's official YouTube account. They did post every single match, so if you want to know what I'm talking about, go ahead and watch that. Um, moving on to Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns. This was definitely one of the matches that I was really looking forward to. Um, through three matches, this was the best one of the small bunch. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't exceptional, but it just had enough solid and unpredictable action to be entertaining. Shane would win after he inadvertently took out referee Charles Robinson. Lil Nate was blinded, which allowed Drew McIntyre to hit Reigns with the Claymore. Shane would cover him for the pinball, pinfall victory. Shane exited on McIntyre's shoulders like the Master Blaster from Mad Max. Okay, here's the thing, right? Anytime you have a match with Authority versus a Superstar, really, you don't really know what can happen as a result because they can either change up the storyline and have Authority win or they can make it so that the Superstar wins and it'll just make it seem like the babyface wins all over again. I was personally expecting Roman Reigns to win, but it was definitely a wake-up call when we had Shane McMahon win. Now, Shane McMahon didn't really win the match, though, because it was Drew McIntyre that hit Reigns with the Claymore. And once Drew McIntyre hit Reigns with that Claymore, that's when everything, you know, changed. And that's when Shane McMahon took the win. So with that being said... Both of these um, superstars delivered, and the match was extremely entertaining, in my opinion. It was one of my favorite matches of the night. Next match is Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party. So, Lars Sullivan defeated the Lucha House Party by de disqualification. Now, this was a one-on-three handicap match, so really, it wasn't really that good. Um, the old, tired way WWE builds its giants is just that 
it's old and tired. <laughs> it insults the intelligence of their audience, and it's one of the big reasons very few big men are ever over with the WWE universe. Lars has other problems, mainly his past racist remarks, and WWE is making it easier to dislike him. Lucha House Party got the drop on Lars as they triple-teamed him, and that led to the disqualification, which was pretty strange. Lucha House Party hit several top-rope moves against Lars as Kalisto held him down around the ankles. Thinking they had damaged him, they had made their way up the ramp. Lars recovered and destroyed the trio on the ramp, so it was really odd because the match continued even outside of the ring. This is the type of stuff that kind of annoys me because when you hear of a match you expect the match to be in the wrestling ring because that's how it's supposed to be but I really hate how WWE makes it so that you can still win win when you're out of the ring like it just doesn't make sense for someone to win when they're on the ramp like it just doesn't make sense so in my opinion that was one of the matches that really didn't go well for me um but moving on moving on this this match right here, Randy Orton versus Triple H. This was probably the most anticipated match apart from The Undertaker versus Goldberg that so many people, including me, were looking forward to. So Randy Orton won against Triple H, and I was pleasantly surprised by this match. These two legends have met on so many occasions that I thought it would be difficult for them to put on an entertaining match, especially with nothing at stake. I was wrong. <laughs> Really wrong. <laughs> it began slowly as they isolated their offense to a specific limb. Gradually, it built into the first match of the evening that actually felt like it belonged on a pay-per-view. Orton shook off a pedigree and it took two RKO's to defeat Triple H. Not one, but two. The crowd was alive for this match and the master storytellers didn't lay an egg in the middle of the card. So really, this was a great match. And of course... A lot of people were expecting Triple H to win, mainly because he is authority. And as I said before, with these matches against Superstar versus Authority, anything can happen. They can change up the storyline so that it makes the babyface look good or it makes um, Authority look good. In this case, Randy Orton beat Triple H. This definitely means that Randy Orton is going to have a pretty big storyline in the near future. So definitely stay tuned on Raw and SmackDown Live for that. Moving on from that match to Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley, and this was yet another surprisingly entertaining match. Overall, the pushes for both Strowman and Lashley were badly fumbled, but this match was booked about as well as possible for two large powerhouses. Strowman got an opportunity to show his athleticism, and he hit a leapfrog over Lashley over an Irish whip, and there were several high-impact moves between the two of these men. Lashley did show some great offense, but Strowman took the pinfall. It was the right booking, but Lashley shouldn't be made to fade deeper into the midcard. It really seems like they're trying to fade Bobby Lashley into nothingness. Like, we haven't really been seeing him much on TV in any matches, so... Not sure what WWE's plans are for Bobby Lashley, but as for Braun Strowman, he's definitely going to get a good storyline out of this, and most definitely he gained quite a lot of fans in this match. Moving on to Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. This was one of those matches where it was like, you either want Dolph Ziggler to win or you want Kofi Kingston to win. You can't really have both of them winning, or you can't really cheer on for both of them because they're like 
two different people in this match, of course. So here is yet another matchup that could have been great, but it was booked too safely. And when I say that, I mean both Kofi and Dolph are among the best in-ring performers in the company, but their match on Friday looked more like a mediocre affair on SmackDown. So the reason I say that is because this is like that kind of match that you would expect to see on SmackDown Live. Because it wasn't it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying that it could have worked as a match for SmackDown Live. Mainly because, really, I just don't think it was pay-per-view worthy. I think that both of these men could have delivered a lot more. Um, but with that being said, of course, it was not a bad match. I love the match, but it could have been on SmackDown Live. It was equally as good as that. So with that being said, um, Xavier Woods' interference led to Kofi retaining his title. A cash-in from Lesnar would have been a scene-saving swerve, but it didn't happen, and instead we're stuck with another ho-hum outcome. The reason I say ho-hum is because Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler, it was like... We kind of knew what was going to happen. It was kind of obvious that they wouldn't have Kofi Kingston lose the title that early. You know, we have to wait until Dolph Ziggler gets seen more and more. Because really, we only saw Dolph Ziggler like two weeks ago. So it's not like he's been here for consecutive weeks. He really just came back. So we have to wait until Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler, until their storylines improve and get bigger and bigger for something to actually change between the title. So, with that being said, at least the two men will meet in a steel cage at WWE Stomping Grounds later this month. So, of course, we will be discussing Stomping Grounds later on in this episode. But moving on to the 50-man Battle Royal. Mansoor wins the 50-man Battle Royal, okay? Note to self, never watch another 50-man Battle Royal. This match was a very, very... Um, I want to say messy, but I just want to say crowded. Let's say crowded. It was nice to see the Saudi native, Mansoor, and WWE prospect win at the end, but everything that happened through the first 40 eliminations were really just odd. It was off. But watching via the WWE network with multiple angles, it was hard to make out what was happening because there were so many people in the ring. I can only imagine what it was like to view in person. The crowd exploded for Mansoor at the end, but this was mostly messy, crowded. <laughs> it was definitely odd. Um, I definitely feel like WWE has to work on their battle royals, but this was the very first 50-man battle royal, so I can understand that it was a little crowded. That's a lot of people in one ring. You know, you gotta agree with that. So I'm not mad at WWE for that, but they have to brush up on that because it was... It was messy. <laughs> Next up is The Undertaker versus Goldberg. These are two legends that literally make history by just being in the arena. You don't even have to wrestle because these two men have already proved themselves in the past. But anyway, The Undertaker defeated Goldberg in the main event match. Two 50-plus legends, about 10 years past an age suitable for a strong match. It didn't really do that well. Honestly, you would be expecting so much more out of these two legends, but there were several botches that nearly led to injuries. As it appeared, Goldberg was unable to keep pace. This is where the rumor kind of came up, where Goldberg was concussed in the middle of the match. Not sure if this was true, but it definitely seemed like Goldberg was getting out of it towards the middle, so there was something wrong for sure. 
But the Undertaker wasn't exactly flying around like Ricochet, of course, but he appeared to be doing his best to carry Goldberg throughout. We saw some sloppy choke slams, including the one that ended the match, and a failed jackhammer and a dangerous tombstone. It was definitely one of those matches where you just have to brush up on it because so much could have happened, so many injuries could have happened, and so many injuries did happen. We saw Goldberg. We saw what he looked like towards the end of the match. It definitely seemed a little bit scary, you know. I didn't know if he was concussed. There were rumors that he was concussed. I'm not sure, but hopefully Goldberg is doing okay. But moving on from the topic of Super Showdown, we stomping grounds. So, rumored matches. We're going to start off with rumored matches. The Revival versus the Usos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. As we already said, the Usos versus the Revival already went at it at the pre-show for WWE Super Showdown, and we already saw what happened. But if we have the Revival versus the Usos for stomping grounds for the Raw Tag Team Championship, I can definitely see this match having lots of potential and being so entertaining, because we already saw in the kickoff show of Super Showdown that match delivered. That match was highly entertaining. So if it's on stomping grounds, I will not be mad. I will be happily watching that. <laughs> Moving on to Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. This is another rumored match that I've been seeing quite a lot of on Twitter. I can see this match happening, but we haven't seen much of Daniel Bryan and Rowan and even Heavy Machinery that much on WWE Live TV. And the reason I say that is because they haven't really been on TV for a couple weeks, like maybe a week or two. Um, so really, they would have to have them on TV more often to brush up on the storyline if they want to have that match on the match card for Stomping Grounds. Moving on to the Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors, aka Asuka and Kairi Sane, for the Women's Tag Team Championship. I would seriously freak out if I saw this match, because the Iconics and Asuka and Kairi Sane, now known as the Kabuki Warriors, that would be a great match, because... All four of these women deliver in their matches. All four of these women are highly entertaining in the ring and out of the ring. So if this is a possible match for Stomping Grounds, I would be extremely excited. Just because who doesn't want this match? You know, so many things can happen. The Iconics might retain. The Kabuki Warriors might win their first ever tag team championship. You know, this can happen. Now, Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship. So... This can be a rumored match at Stomping Grounds because, really, anything can happen. We saw this match at Super Showdown. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't terrible. So if they want to continue this storyline, they can definitely have Finn Balor versus Andrade for the IC Championship. You know, I can totally see this. I can totally see, see this as a match at Stomping Grounds. And last but not least for the rumored matches, we have Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman for the United States Championship. I can see this happening, but Braun Strowman has, you know, a lot on his plate right now. He already has a storyline against Bobby Lashley. So having Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman is like, but why though? It would make sense to have Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio because they already have a storyline. But versus Braun Strowman for the US Championship, I don't know. It could happen, but I don't know if we're going to see that one on Stomping Grounds. So now we're going to go on to the actual Stomping Grounds match card. 
We have Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin with a special guest referee to be determined for the U.S. Championship. So, this says a lot because if we have a special guest referee, this can be anybody. And most likely it's going to be a current WWE superstar. With that being said, the outcome of this match is probably going to be biased. It's not going to be a real good outcome. So... With that being said, we don't know who this special guest referee is at the moment, so we just have to keep watching Raw and SmackDown Live until we get for inf more information on that. And when I do get more info on that, I will definitely tweet it out to you guys. So, moving on from Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, we're going on to Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage for WWE Championship at Stomping Grounds. I am beyond excited for this match because, yes, we already saw Kofi versus Dolph at Super Showdown and Kofi did retain, but this is a steel cage match, so a lot more can happen in this match, you know? And to think how much entertaining, how much more entertaining this match is going to be because it's a steel cage, it just makes me so excited. So with that being said, I can't wait for Kofi versus Dolph at Stomping Grounds. This is going to be a great match. I can already feel it. Um, and I'm just so excited. <laughs> I can't even wait. Moving on, we have Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. This is a match that a lot of people are looking forward to because it's just Becky Lynch one-on-one -on -one versus Lacey Evans. So, I'm very excited for this. I'm sure you guys are very excited for this because they can either have Becky Lynch retain or Lacey Evans can win that championship, that Raw Women's Championship, and boost her storyline. If they have Lacey Evans get that Raw Women's Championship, so much can happen for her. So much of the storyline changes. So, really, anything can happen in this match. Becky might retain or Lacey might get the championship. With that being said, we just have to wait until Stomping Grounds and see what happens. Of course, this is also a match that I'm super excited for. Moving on to Bayley versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We've been seeing a lot of Bayley and Alexa Bliss on WWE TV. We've been seeing Alexa Bliss a lot on A Moment of Bliss, and we've been seeing her with Nikki Cross a lot. So, Bayley versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm definitely looking forward to this match, but to be fair, this is kind of a predictable match, if you ask me, because they're not going to have Bayley lose her championship this early. Money in the Bank wasn't that long ago. I don't think they're going to have Alexa Bliss get this championship. Of course, this is WWE. Anything can happen. But in my opinion, Bayley is going to retain. Moving on to the final match at the moment on the WWE Stomping Grounds match card, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. So as I said, at WWE Super Showdown, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon was um, an okay match. <laughs> so Drew McIntyre actually caused the win for Shane McMahon by giving Roman Reigns the Claymore. So this is kind of like the part two. Anything can happen in this match, in my opinion. So, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Of course, Shane McMahon is going to interfere. I could just see it happening. So, with that being said, this is going to be definitely a match that has a lot of action in it. I can already, I can already feel it. There's going to be a lot of action in this one. Especially because Roman Reigns is seeming to be very angry with Drew McIntyre because of Roman's loss at Stomp... At Excuse me, Super Showdown. Jeez, these all sound the same. Stomping Ground, Super Showdown. Jeez. Uh. 
Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Already taken up 22 minutes, dang. All right, so with that being said, Stomping Grounds will air live on WWE Network on Sunday, June 23rd, and the pre-show will start at 6 p.m. Eastern, with the main show starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can watch this on the WWE Network app or on WWE Network online if you're watching on a computer or something of that sort, but if you're watching on a mobile device, you will have to get the WWE app to watch it on there. Okay, with that being said... We are done with this episode. We've completed all the topics. My mouth is starting to hurt. <laughs> okay, but I just wanted to remind you guys again, if you love reading and going on your phone, try out Audible. It's really good. I've been using it for a couple of months personally, and it's just really amazing because you get a free audiobook of your choice, first of all. And second of all, you get two free Audible originals. You get three free Audible audiobooks for free, okay? And the best part about all of this is that there are no commitments. You can cancel your free trial anytime. It's that easy. So to get all of these awesome benefits with Audible, make sure to sign up for a free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast. Trust me, you will love Audible. I can assure you. <laughs> and last but not least, the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast is on Spotify, Messy, and Apple Podcast. So to listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, search the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast on the search bar and download episodes to take the show with you everywhere you go. To listen on Messy, head to www.messy.fm slash the Rope Talk Podcast. And also download the episodes and take the show with you wherever you go. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, share this podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.